0: Every single day, every single day, look for the small opportunities to uplift people. You know, um, unleashing talent in other people, doesn't uh, mean that you have to be able to take them from mountain to valley and valley to mountain you know every single day we can speak words of possibility into other people's lives and it can be as simple as hey you know what's your personal goal for this quarter you know starting that that dialogue or it could be as difficult as hey what's your what's your life vision what's your career vision I mean it, we can stimulate thought in in people wherever we are Hey, this is Mike Ambassador Bruni, and I'd like to welcome you to another
1: episode of No More Reasonable Doubt, a show focused on empowering young professionals of color who are just starting their career. We help them remove doubt, gain confidence, and have more impact at work. One important piece to making all this happen is getting exposure to different people and career paths. Today, our special guest is Trudy Bourgeois, the founder of the Center for Workforce Excellence,
0: Welcome, Trudy. Thank you so much, Mike. That's beautiful.
1: Well, look at that. You even have little music in the background when you get in. I like it.
0: I like it. It was my. It was my, you know, stage
1: entry music. I like it. You come prepared. You come prepared, and I, I've heard that you 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 come really highly recommended uh, by folks that I I I have a lot of respect for. So I'm I'm honored to have you on the show.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here.
1: Thank you. One of the first questions I like to ask people is, where are you originally from?
0: I am originally from Mobile, Alabama, uh, deep south, right on the, the bay near the Gulf of Mexico.
1: Excellent. Now, tell us more about your work, what you do for work, and what a day-to-day is like. We have you as the founder of the Center for Workforce
0: Excellence. So what is that, first first and foremost?
1: And then what do you do in a day-to-day?
0: Well, we're a leadership development company, um, and our sweet spot is developing women and people of color, and um, and that's because as a person of color, as I was climbing the corporate ladder, there wasn't uh, there wasn't a, a great radio show like this. There wasn't you know online uh, webinars. It wasn't you know books that helped people of color to really under- uh, understand those unwritten rules. And so I uh, have a real passion. Um, With every fiber in my body to wake up and equip people, um, you know, to to do something that you've been talking about, which is don't doubt yourself. In fact, what what I do is I uh, am a subject matter expert in unleashing talent. And, um, you know, I'm really big on research and data and strategy. And then at the core of it all is just this personal transformation. And I'm convinced, um, as others are, That, you know, it's it's not enough to be committed to success. You've got to build models and muscles and capabilities. And to do that, it takes discipline. So I wake up and a typical day is I'm coaching, uh, I'm writing, I'm doing a webinar, I'm teaching, I'm keynoting. But every part of what I do is all connected to making people that are around me better.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, I feel very fortunate, very, very, very blessed that I get to use my gifts and talents to uh, help others. And, you know, I always ask them, and I'm sure that this is something that you do as well as, you know, whatever you learn. Pay it forward. Go teach somebody. So, you know, I don't know where our conversation will go today, but whatever nuggets um, that come out, I just would really challenge every one of us to be intentional about sharing the knowledge and then, you know, not stopping there, but really pushing that person to deploy the knowledge because people talk about knowledge is power. And I, I I don't agree. I think knowledge is only powerful when you deploy it. So I'm hopeful that we can share some insights that people will be motivated to go and deploy.
1: I have no doubt. Now, where where did you go to school and what did you study?
0: I um, went to Loyola University in New Orleans, Louisiana, a private um, college, a Jesuit institution, and um, I studied business. And, you know, as a kid, um, you know, I, I realized uh, that I wanted to be a business person. I mean, uh, it was deeply seated. You know, one of the, the things that I encourage people to do to get on track with uh, finding their passion is to think about those 10 most defining moments in your life because there's such great insight Um, as to what you value and what you believe and what uh, gives you energy and you know I clearly remember being in third grade and um, this new uh, girl came to school and uh, this was back in a time you know I was born in 1959 so this is back in a time when we were just uh, integrating the school system and uh, and so I was the only you know person of color in my class and only one of three on the whole school property, and one of the other ones was my my own sister, and uh, and yet I convinced this little girl that I should tutor her in math of all subjects, which was not <laughs> it was not one of my uh, best <laughs> best subjects, and that um, and that she should pay me, and and she convinced her mom that I should do it. So you know, really early on, um, I. I had this love for helping other people, number one, and, and then number two, just, uh, wanting to feel like, uh, I could have an impact. Like that was really, really, really important to me so much so that, you know, when I, um, I was in my third year of, of undergrad, Um, I was pursuing graduate school. I, I really thought that I'd get a PhD and teach on the collegiate level. That was something I was really, really interested in. And then of course, um, you know, uh, fate of life would come. And, um, after, uh, my senior year of college, I gave birth to my first child and he was born with Down syndrome. Mm. And so my husband and I just made a um, uh, intentional decision that that I was going to you know put education at least my post uh, activities on hold and I was going to dedicate um, uh, a year to his his development and, and, and we did just that. But I, I always knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to teach. Well, you know, by the time I started, like, okay, seriously, you got to get a job, girl. Uh, I looked around and teachers didn't make any money. And I also know that I am motivated by money. Growing up where I, I grew up, my parents had 10 kids. And and uh, so, you know, um, a three-bedroom, one-bathroom house was motivation to make me ensure <laughs> that I could, I could have a house and a house has more than one bathroom in it right and so um you know that sort of led me uh, down a path to go get some experience um and I, and I love business too don't get me wrong I absolutely love business and um when I was in the corporate arena um you know I got the fortunate uh 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 Opportunity to do a lot of cross-functional work, you know. So I started in sales, and I had a stint in marketing and operations and production and and yada yada yada. And and um, and I learned a lot about business, but I also learned that business is all about relationships. And you know, I think myself and a lot of people of color were were taught, you know, you do good, and good things are going to come to you, and that. Is not true. It just does not work like that. And so I hit my head um, uh, a lot of days building uh, some expertise um, and climbing the corporate ladder and uh, um, became vice president uh, of a $3 billion business unit before I jumped off the ladder and started my entrepreneurial adventure but I figured that I needed to get some experience people like experience and then I actually thought that I would do what I'm doing now when I turned 50 but God was like "No, 41 is going to be it and talk about a leap of faith Um, but I'm so grateful for every day in corporate America and I'm grateful as crazy as this might sound I'm grateful um, for the school of hard knocks, because had I not gone, I could not advise people now. I could not coach them. I could not teach them. I could not help them, um, empower themselves. I, there would be no way that I would be in a position to talk about moving from doubt to confidence. And so, uh, in a weird kind of way, um, that love of teaching, you know, came back full, full circle. And I really do consider myself a teacher every day. Well, that's that's what I've heard. That's the word on the street. You are you are
1: you are a teacher, and there's. So that's because I give
0: lots of homework assignments. That's probably why. That's the word on the street. <laughs> that must be it. That must be it. There's
1: a lot of uh, juiciness that you hit on, you know, including relationships and, and the importance of relationships. You also gave people, um, you gave a lot of different. Uh, I don't know. Perspectives is the right word, but you gave the the look at. Hey, life can sometimes throw you curveballs. So you Mm -hmm. stayed home with your with your son that first year, uh, Mm -hmm. even though you had some other you know aspirations. But hey, life said this is what you need to do. You 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 know you worked in corporate America. There was the there was the hey I'm going to do this thing when I'm 50, and it happened sooner. And not only the point of sooner, because I think a lot of the people that I run into are more, they, they get into the feeling of, I got to do something now. Like, they have mm-hmm. to do it now. And you kind, of, you kind of gave us that sense of, you know, patience, patience and using, using every experience as, as, as a teacher, as a teacher mm-hmm. for, for the things that you can give back, one mm-hmm. thing that I know I know my audience is going to be interested in is, is the talk about relationships. And what you've seen, let's say for we'll call them young professionals of color or even just professionals of color what you've seen, the mindset around relationships, is versus what you see it needs to be.
0: That's just such an excellent uh, question, and um, it's one that that I talk about a lot. Um, I think that uh, women and people of color we tend to create kumbaya relationships really easy, um, and the kumbaya relationships are those relationships where we just whine about uh, wh- whoever's done whatever to us, and we talk about our sandpaper people you know the people who rub us the wrong way every day and you know it, it's sort of a, an emotional kind of um let me have an outlet um and 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 there are places for those kinds of relationships please don't uh misconstrue i hope i'm not miss you know misstating there 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 is a need to have those kinds of re- relationships but um you know what i teach people is that You have to have mentors, and then you have to have sponsors. And um, the sponsor is so critical. And let me just uh, do my due diligence for a second and separate those two out, tease it out just a little bit more. Um, You know, mentoring happens all day, every day, and it can happen at any level, you know, um, because it's all about a teachable moment, you know, a willing heart uh, to give and a willing heart to receive, and um so i think a lot of people um do fairly well um, when it comes to mentoring where we really trip up is getting sponsors because as women and people of color uh, we have to build relationships with people to, who don't look like us act like us or think like us and so it's it, it, we have to be vulnerable and we don't like being vulnerable right we we, we want to keep that 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 um, that wall up or at least a, a, a veneer of it up to protect ourselves because of a lot of things that we've been taught as kids And so, you know, we sort of have to A, recognize that relationships are about um, the currency of how things get done. Relationships are about the currency of how opportunity materializes. And so without an active sponsor who is going to open the door for you, um, it's going to be very difficult. Now, those sponsors need to be at a senior executive level. They need to be shining stars. You know, They need to be the EF Hutton's. When, when, when they speak, people listen. And that requires us to allow people to get to know who we are authentically. And, um, and I know that that's a little scary because you know most of us were taught to not trust the dominant group and, and our parents taught us that for a lot of reasons, a lot of which were right. But the truth of the matter is that if we look back on, on our life, what we're going to find is that a lot of people who have already opened doors for us were, were white people. Um, I just blogged about this in the Huffington Post. I I blogged the Huffington Post and... You know, I was looking back at my life and I was thinking about my mentors and my sponsors and, you know, uh, going to a segregated school. There were three houses that I could go into in this the neighborhoods that were around the school because, you know, uh, black kids were not allowed into to white homes. But um, the Donaghees, um Mr. and Mrs. Donaghy, they were ahead of their time. And there's the white couple whose daughter was in the same class as me. And man, they just opened the door to possibilities um to the way that i thought about what was uh achievable in life and so you know relationships should should really stress you know um uh where you can go i mean we should be hanging with people who are doing things 10 times greater than what we're doing right now and it shouldn't intimidate us it should just motivate us and uh and, and so um I really hope that people take away this notion of building strategic relationships. And here, here's what I, I, I teach when I'm teaching class: um, it's a five-five-five theory. Uh, unlike Herman Cain, it's not nine-nine-nine. This is five-five-five, and it's five people inside of your organization that, if the organization was in trouble or you, you know, wanted to create an opportunity, that those five people would take your call and they would use their equity to make something happen for you and it's five people externally again who are in mover shaker kind of positions that know you that know your value and are willing to open doors for you and because we play on a global landscape it's five people internationally because for those who are listening who, who, who say, you know, I want to be a president or a CEO, you're going to have to have international experience. And so how do you get that without having the relationships there and the relationships here? And so I just really wanted to um, spend just a second more, uh, probably longer than you had anticipated on this, because I just feel like it's so important for people to wrap their head around. No, that, that was that
1: was that was excellent. That was excellent.
0: You're kind. Thank um, you.
1: And the thought of being comfortable with people who are a different level than you is going to be extremely important. the The, the thought of of allowing people to to motivate and, and kind of uh, give you exposure, which is is mm-hmm. what what I'm trying to do here, is yeah, exactly. really, It's really about exposure. Where I found myself accidentally, quote unquote. In different situations and i'm like well why did i have to wait so long to learn about this what if someone could learn this earlier i mean
0: yeah and, and uh, so thank you for that no, and I applaud you. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I agreed to do the show because I, I you know, you're all about trying to empower people. And uh, I love that. I mean, just that, that, that is, we have uh, a shared passion for that. And I wish that more people um, had that same energy level because if we each one reach one, we can make some changes happen sooner rather than later. Yeah.
1: What what advice? And it may be the answer may be, hey, it's the relationship stuff. What advice would you give to someone who who aspires to what you do? Like they're looking to unleash things out of people, take them to the next level, and they're just starting out in their career. What advice would you give them?
0: Well, first and foremost, uh, build some capabilities. Okay. Yes, the relationships are, are critical, but if you are not a subject matter expert in something, um, if, if you don't know your value, it is unlikely that you're going to go very far. So you can't unleash uh, talent in others if you don't know what talent looks like. And you don't know what talent looks like until you get out there and you get dirty and sometimes you got to skin your knees a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, pick yourself back up, and you know go on to the next uh, opportunity. Um you know, don't be afraid to to, to fail. I mean, I, I failed a, a lot, um, but but know that that there are powerful leadership lessons in every life's experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, get really, really good at something. I mean, get, earn a brand reputation for, um, you know, developing people if that's your passion. Or if you, um, you know, like change, you know, become known as an agent of change. If if you're all about innovation, then practice creative uh, disruption. I mean, you know, you got to find your own niche market, if you will. Things that, that just you do well and you've got to understand that that value first and foremost um and then you do have to get yourself known Uh, you know you got to have a personal branding strategy that allows you to get visibility because you know people are drawn and attracted to successful people right i mean um it's it's hard to teach someone just as an example if you're 300 pounds and you're out in the market talking about losing weight well that that's a disconnect. I mean, you know, um, for a lot of different reasons, primarily health, but then, you know, where's your credibility going to come from? And so you you, you got to, you know, know who you are, know what your value is, know what you want, um, build those relationships, get some visibility. And then every single day, every single day, look for the small opportunities to uplift people. You know, um, unleashing talent in other people doesn't uh, mean that you have to be able to take them from mountain to valley and valley to mountain. You know, every single day we can speak words of possibility into other people's lives. And it can be as simple as, Hey, you know, what's your personal goal for this quarter? You know, starting that, that dialogue, or it could be as difficult as, Hey, what's your, what's your life vision? What's your career vision? I mean, we can stimulate thought in, in people wherever we are. So it's great to have the title if you can get as high as you you, you can, you just get exposed to more stuff. But that does not limit every person who's listening to the session today to know that right now, wherever they are, they too can unleash talent. This is not a wait till tomorrow thing. Um, The next person that you greet, (laughs) you can unleash talent in them. And, you know, it just starts with a spirit of service. Like wanting to use your gifts and your talents to make a difference, and then and then once you have that spirit, you you get a little curious, you dig a little deeper, and then you leverage the power of thought-provoking questions, and and we can do that for each other every single day.:
1: Wow, that is uh, very, very powerful and very what's the right word here? Available.
0: Mm, yes, that's a great very word. Very
1: available. You had tweets running through my mind. You had <laughs> <laughs> you had Facebook posts. You listen. I hope you people are listening. This is a tweet away. This is a LinkedIn update away from from empowerment, from for for change, for for powerful questions. And, and I uh, love it. You made me think of the app question of the day. You know, you don't even have to use your own questions. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're so smart. God, I love that. I mean, you know, really, you don't. You really don't. Um, You know, uh, one of my favorite questions is, um, uh, are you expecting something good to happen today? Mm. You know, because our mindset you know, what's in our heart, you know, God talks about it out of the heart flows, you know, words out of the mouth. I mean, like, you know, I know it's a struggle. Trust me. I've been there, but you, you know, you, you also have to affirm yourself. You've got to become your biggest, uh, fan and your loudest critic, right? Inside that mind, inside that spirit, you know, you got to believe that there are good things that are going to happen for you. Um, cause the, you know, it all starts in what you think. It really does. Yeah, my, you made me remember. My husband used to, when I first met him, we've been married 35 years now, and he had a Norman Vincent Peale sign that he kept in the garage, and it was what the mind can, can uh, conceive, uh, the, the mind can achieve. Mm-hmm. And it's all about what, what is that dream, right? What, what is that dream that you're carrying in your heart that maybe you don't want to speak out loud because you're afraid that people are going to laugh at you? Well, trust me. They're going to laugh, and so what, right? I mean, when I was a kid, you know, saying I wanted to be president of a company, people would look at me and go, oh, I think trade school would be good for you. I'm like, trade school, what? What? i got to dream bigger than that. I, you know, I, I want to I get out of Mobile, Alabama. I want to live and experience the world. And, you know, even right now, my brothers and sisters are like, okay, why are you doing the things that you're doing? Like, you know, next year, my husband and I are going to Sydney and Melbourne for the Australian Open. And my brothers are like, you know, again, 10 kids, most of them are like, really, you're doing what and why? Mm -hmm. So you got to know that, you know, when you when you have big, bold dreams, people are going to challenge you. Bring it on. Game on. So what? You know, don't don't uh, allow anyone to steal your dreams. Uh, A teacher told me that when I was about in eighth grade and um, she said, dream big and don't let anybody steal your dreams. And I tell people that every day just dream big just be bold and audacious
1: recently recently i've been uh listening to some motivational words on youtube and one of them that keeps coming up is is from the the pursuit of happiness yeah with, uh, will smith where he tells mm-hmm. his son don't you let anybody tell you what you can't <laughs> do you know even me and i was like That's, uh-huh. it's so um so powerful
0: yeah, you know, my mom used to tell me that there's no such word as can't. Mm-hmm. And, and just, okay, so that's so easy, right? But, but then if you really step back and you think about the difference between people who experience phenomenal breakthrough success versus people who don't, it's because they don't believe that there's any word called can't. They just don't believe it. And, you know, I catch myself going, okay. well, why not do that? Why not? I mean, you know, what's the worst thing that somebody can say to, you No. Okay, then no. That just means I didn't serve up the information in the way that I should for for you to take the action that I want. But but I think that that's that vulnerability piece that we talked about earlier that, um, you know, you got to put yourself out there. You got to put yourself out there. You'll never know what you're capable of if you stand on the shore because you can't catch the big fish on the shore. You got to right. go out into deep waters. That's that risk taking piece, right? Vulnerability and being risk and like you know, for me as an entrepreneur, that's my that's day to day stuff, right? I mean, right. Uh, I, I'm on the line every day. It's going to happen or not happen because of me and for people who are around me. Um, but but i also for for me personally mike um, my faith is a big part of who i am and and so i i'd be less than honest if i said okay you know i've built this muscle by myself i haven't built this muscle by myself life does throw you some crap and you have to be resilient and for me uh, my resiliency is all connected to believing that that jesus christ has got my back that you know he he has planned good things Stuff for me, and um, you know, I tell people, you know, practice affirmations, and and very personally, I'll share with you mine. I am healthy, happy, successful, wealthy, and blessed by the word of the Lord. I eagerly await all the great things to be unleashed that God has in store for me, and I tell myself that over and over again. And if you study great athletes uh, or any successful individuals out there, you will hear them talk about talking to themselves Mm -hmm. because we all have an internal committee. It's the itty bitty you know what committee. Now that committee can serve you well or that committee can paralyze you through fear. That committee can tell you go for it or that committee can tell you uh-uh, don't you do that? That's too risky. And you know, your 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 mind is going to listen to both of them, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to listen to both of them. So you know, what what are you what are you uh, feeding yourself? You know, are you feeding those positive thoughts and reminding yourself of good things that have happened already in your life and and anticipating good things to come down the pike?
1: Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And you have me. You're reminding me that I need to find my my notebook where I keep all that good stuff. Yeah, because, um, you know, there's like a yearbook that we would get maybe I don't, I'm not even sure they did in college, but I just got my own blank notebook and I had people sign it, you know, kind of give me some some words. And I started doing that when I would when I would leave a job, I would pass this book around and it would remind me of the impact that I've had on people. So thank you hmm. for that, for, the, for that, for that reminder for, for I love myself that and the people. Now, what do you wish you were told when you just started your career, that zero to three-year time period?
0: You know, what I wish that I – I'm sure I was told it. I don't think I received it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably the honest truth. But I really wish that I had got um, this message, enjoy the journey. I mean, it – I – Think that I've done a fairly good job at, at pushing for the carrot and pushing for the goals, you know. I, I, but I also think. You know, that sometimes we can go too far to the point that that we just don't enjoy what we have right around us every single day. And so the last couple of decades, I've been far more intentional about trying to um, make sure that I have a life and that work is a part of life, not that I have work and life is a part of work. Um, I'm, I'm not there yet. Um, but I'm but I'm working on it, and I, I think this is something that you know your generation and generations coming behind you are doing a much better job. You know, as a baby boomer, uh, I'm a um, you know straddler, really being born in '59. But you know, when the company said jump, I said how high, and um, you know whatever I moved seven eight times in my my corporate career. Um, I, I think you you want to make sure that you've got. Um, not balance because I don't think that there's a word called balance. I, I really wish I could shoot whoever, you know, <laughs> put that whole word out there because, you know, you just taste it and you get more frustrated because there's no balance. But, but I, I, I do, I do say this, um, you know, find joy. If if I, mean, I, I don't believe in balance, I really do believe in integration. But I mean, just find joy in life, you know, just find joy. Don't wait until like today, find joy in whatever it is that you're doing, you know, whatever that is, um, find joy. And uh, I, 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 like I said, I'm sure I was told it. I'm sure I was told it. I don't know that I listened, and so I hope that people will listen and you know they'll just enjoy life every single day. Uh, it's not a dress rehearsal. We don't get to go around it again.
1: And you know that sounds that sounds like that may be an affirmation for someone. Yeah uh, you know, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the journey. I enjoy the process. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely easy to get focused on the end goal. And when I get there, <laughs> right, and right, on, only to find out that there's another there there, you know that's you exactly right, and, you're
0: uh, so quick, you're absolutely right, it's just uh, yeah, there's another there there, and um, and so you know, let us all be mindful that uh we get twenty four hours in every day, and how we use those twenty four hours is is our business, but when we put our head down to go to bed and and we're reflecting, just you know let us. Uh, know that we made a difference, you know, in someone else's life. Let us know that we sowed some seeds um, that are going to grow uh, to a world of possibility, not just for ourselves, you know, but for others. I, I really think that, you know, when you're truly successful, uh, you, you have the sense of freedom to give, 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 give. Just give it. I mean, you know, just do something small because, uh, you know, the the law of nature says you give and you will get and And so you know planting those powerful seeds in other people 's lives is just another way for you to uh, find joy. It brings me a lot of joy and then and then to also find motivation to keep on you know pushing the water uphill because you know as people of color, we do face extra burdens we, we do um, you know bias is real. That is real, but you you, you know you, you can give into that, or you can decide you know I'm going to define uh, my experience um, um, in a different way because it's your story, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're experiencing, it's your story to create. How do you want to create that story? That'd be another affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna have a book of affirmations pretty quickly here, my friend. It won't hey, take us too long. Hey, ready to go? I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I actually have a
1: book of affirmations.
0: No, I don't know that. Is it online? Is it available?
1: Yeah, it's called Move the Crowd: Thirty Days of Hip Hop Affirmations to Change Your Life.
0: I gotta get it. <laughs> I've got to get it. That is just awesome. You're so creative. God God bless you. You are extremely creative. I'm sure you've heard that before, though. I'm receiving it <laughs> as you were talking about before I'm now, listening, you know, I'm now
1: listening to it
0: well you know what that's you're making an, an another good point I, I had a client I, and she's become a friend and you know, it's really interesting. You know, I, I, I saw just immediate, uh, greatness in her. I mean, this lady is a president of a business unit, uh, a very large business unit for a very large consumer goods, uh, company. And I was just saying to her as I was working with her, gosh, I just see you being able to do blah, 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 blah. And, and, and she, she couldn't see it. And it wasn't until months later, um, you know, she, uh, phone rang me up and she said, Trudy, I can see it now. See, you you have to see it. And to see it, you have to begin to receive it. Mm -hmm. So I'm so glad that you said you are receiving it because as you receive the the, the spoken possibility into your life, then it can manifest. Mm -hmm. But you have to receive it first. You have to receive it, so you know this is something else that I think a lot of us uh, of us struggle with. You know, just being able to have someone give us a compliment, and not go, well, you know, it, it, you know, it's the team or it's this or it's that. You know, no, just saying thank you and being, you know, really grateful and gr- gracious about it. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's a, a a term that I like to use called likable confidence. No one likes arrogance, but everybody likes like confidence and uh, when you use that to serve man you can really have um, you can really have a, a major impact
1: Yes yes ma'am there's so there's so much things there that, that you have coming up because it makes me thinking about and all ties back to this why the show exists. I remember I didn't know anyone who was in marketing growing up Brooklyn New York, just my path did not lead me to marketing. I had an opportunity after grad school to take a position in marketing. And I was like, marketing, marketing is where you, if you don't come up with a new idea every day, you get fired. Mm. That was Mm -hmm. my understanding of marketing. Mm. There's there's so many things that I know we're holding on to without, without true perspective of what it means. And, you know, I was blessed to be able to go to my friend's dad, who, who was the head of marketing for, for, uh, you know, a sports thing. And, and he helped to school me. He was like, yeah, you already know how to do this. You already know how to do this. Uh, I can teach you this. Hmm. And um, so that that's all part of the journey.
0: It is, you know, and there's a a learning uh, model that talks, and it starts with you know when you're, um, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and that's why we all have to be curious. Um, we have to still be willing to learn, like never stop learning. Lifelong learning is w- where it's at because, you know, the marketplace is changing so quickly, you know, not to get into the business part, but it does relate to the individual because, you know, a, a business, you know, uh, a lot of times when I'm talking about strategy, I'll you know, now I'll say, you know, don't get Kodak. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and we all know what happened to Kodak. Kodak stopped being curious. They stopped learning. Just like companies stop learning about their customers. If we as leaders stop learning about whatever trends are out there, we stop becoming students. We, we can risk becoming irrelevant. And that's why it's so important at the beginning of the year or whenever you do it. I'm not saying set, you know, um, a New Year's resolution. As a part of your ongoing uh, modality of operations, you should be learning something new on a a quarterly basis. Mm. And and that's we we own that, right? Um, Because we don't know what we don't know and you know it may scare us a little bit but if we don't get out there and keep on learning we can look up and you know the whole uh uh, thing about who moved my cheese can become our reality and and it's just not necessary because we're all smart intelligent people we're we're we're, uh, the recipients of of people who made a lot of sacrifices for us to have the choices that we have today so in, in a lot of ways see to me in a lot of ways we have a responsibility to find success we have a responsibility to use all that we have been given in terms of optionality and pursue it with vigor. I mean, I can't even imagine um, what it would feel like not to think that I could do A or B or C. Whereas we have forgotten that there there were times when people from our heritages could not do that. And so we, we really, you want to talk about your theme of no more reasonable doubt. Man, come on. I mean, think about, um, I, you know, I, I love talking about Harriet Tugman. She's one of my favorite people to talk about. Just imagine the the strategic thinking um, muscle with this woman, and talk about no more reasonable doubt. Sticking your neck out there. To go and, um, and free other slaves, you know, putting your life on the line. But she had the confidence and the courage and the conviction. And no was simply not an answer. And so I just, I love, you know, when people say, um, you don't have, oh, well, I, I, I haven't done well because I don't have any role models. And you know what I tell them? Go open your history books, babe. <laughs> go, go, go sit down and give your, give yourself a little history lesson. You got lots of role models who did things that we have never even contemplated. So, so let's get off of that. I can't, you know, they wouldn't let me, she wouldn't did, oh, whatever. It, it, we just have to get off of it. And I have to tell myself the same things too. Trust me. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, a, a woman and a woman of color, I've still got to be two, two or three times as good as uh, other people who do what I do. But I'm convicted in my spirit and in my soul that, that, you know, I'm going to do good work. I'm going to add value because uh, I know the the answers to those questions that I we were talking about earlier. And so the confidence and the success, it starts on the inside and it has to work itself out. But it starts in your spirit. It starts in your mind. And so you got to just really, you know, wake up every day and think about, you know, those good things that are coming and how you can be ready to receive
1: Well you mentioned about books if you had to recommend one book for someone just starting
0: their career and maybe it's one
1: that's had a huge impact on you, what would it be?
0: Well, I'm not going to be biased but you know um, my first book, uh, her corner office and it, it really is a book that men and women can use has um, a lot of the secrets of how to build a personal engagement strategy. Um, I am a very practical person. I want to know what are we gonna do, when are we gonna do it, how we're gonna measure it right? That's my left brain and um, and that book, Um, I think would be a great resource. But I tell you the book that is a little bitty book and it changed my life. Uh, It was sitting on the shelf in Mexico at my husband's um, father's beach house. And the first thing that I thought was, wow, he has a beach house, right? So then I start dreaming about a beach house, and this is why we have to hang with people who are doing things that we hadn't uh, done it before. But it was called—it's called the power of the spoken word. Hmm. It's a little bitty paperback book, um, and it just challenges you to. It challenged me um to think about the words that were coming out of my mouth were was, was i sowing seeds of positivity. And, um, and uh, so that that was a, a, a life altering book. And not too long ago, I found it um, uh, on Amazon, and I've given it away to several people. Because I think once you get get it right on the inside, then you can take principles from people, you know, myself, you in anybody who wants to give them, and you can build your own plan. My, my wish is that, the way people would get over a reasonable doubt is that they would embrace their ownership to become the architect of their future. Embrace that. Embrace the possibilities that come with that and get a plan. Build your own strategy. Don't wait on somebody else in corporate America to do it. Your mama can't do it. Daddy can't do it. Cousin Sinead can't do it. Uncle Alfred can't do it, right? This is work that we have to do for ourselves. And so I'd say you know there are a lot of great resources out there Make it a part of your DNA to read and study and build the muscle and build your own strategy for success.
1: That's a great close, Trudy.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure to be with you today. I I hope that I get the opportunity to meet you, Mike, face to face. I love what you're doing. I want to stay connected with you. Uh, God's using you, obviously, to uh, empower people. And I'm so incredibly proud of you. So keep up the great work.
1: Thank you so much. And where can the people find you online? I I don't want them to just go without hearing the places they need to go to, uh, to connect with you and your work.
0: Well, thank you. Well, I'm, uh, at workforceexcellence.com. That's the website. Um, I'm at Trudy Bourgeois on Twitter. Um, you can check me out on, uh, LinkedIn, of course, and Facebook and all the other social media sites and, uh, um, and uh, I'm, I'll, I'm working on my third book right now. Uh, I hope to be releasing that sometime um, at the first of the year. And I'm really talking about no more reasonable doubt in a way that uh, is big and bold. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, We need to learn how to support each other. And I think that white women need to realize that they're the biggest beneficiary or have been of affirmative action and that they need to be opening up the doors for other women and and people of color. And uh, and so I'm I'm really trying to, you know, challenge corporate America to uh, drive equality in a whole new way.
1: Thank you again for your time and for your wisdom, Trudy. Thank you. Today's show was sponsored by Meet Edgar. Quick question for you, if you post a tweet about something you think is important and no one sees it, did it have an impact? You're spending time writing, uploading, and scheduling updates, and they usually don't even get seen by most of your followers. Meet Edgar is the only scheduler that directly addresses that and stops your updates from going to waste by automatically saving and sharing them again and again over time. Because you're spending way less time on busy work, you can dedicate more of your time to creating dope content and actually interacting with your followers? They call it social media for a reason. Visit meetedgar.com to learn more and start your free 14-day trial today. And thank you, dear listener, for being with us. Did you find today's message valuable? Love the show? Subscribe at bit.ly forward slash nmrd support, all lowercase, and get podcast episodes, updates, and articles sent directly to your inbox. Everything we create, everything we share is designed to empower young professionals of color, like you, who are at the beginning of their career. Go ahead and move forward. We got your back. Mm-hmm. Tired of going at this alone? Join our, join our growing community by visiting nomorereasonabledoubt.com forward slash membership. As always, our goal is to take you from invisible... To Invincible I'm your host Mike Ambassador Bruni And the beat You're about to hear To close the show Is by Papa Doc Peace